are we doing here, Mitch? <laughs> I think we know what we're doing. They're probably wondering what in the world we're doing, right? Yeah. Well, there's a thing I put on Facebook a little bit back um, a couple weeks ago about how maybe the church should be like a home. Got a lot of really fun ideas with that. Um, but as, uh, and we'll, we're going to dive into that a little bit more, but I got to thinking, you know what? The church really should be more like a home. There's a lot of benefits to this, a lot of uh, understanding, but it, uh, it ought to be a, a welcoming place. You know how home just feels welcome, a good home. Uh, you just know that you can enter into it. It's a safe place yeah. uh, for other people to join. One of my favorite things about home, though, is the conversations. Some of the best conversations my wife and I have, and maybe some of the hardest conversations we have, is around the dinner table, dealing yeah. with a little bit of everything. But it's comfortable. It's the right kind of place. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Um, actually, the elders have been talking about this a little bit, too. Uh, we found out that we have some literary scholars in the eldership. Uh, we were talking about it at one of the elders' oh, yeah, meetings. That's right. And uh, we started hearing quotes uh, from a Robert Frost poem. That's right. I had no clue that a couple of our elders were uh, that much into poetry, but uh, that yep. was pretty awesome. Yep. The, the so. quote was, a home is when you go there, they've got to take you. They've got to take you in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Well, that is, we've been talking, uh, we've been understanding with vision and, and, and these things that the church is doing and, and moving forward, and one of the things that we want to uh, bring the congregation up to speed with is uh, the focus for this year. So the mm -hmm. focus for this year is becoming a welcome home. And what does that mean? What does that look like uh, to be a welcome home? But the thing is that I keep on coming back to, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some planning, and to be honest, it's going to take some money. Well, funny you should mention that. Um, this morning, we're going to talk about spending money. Oh, don't tell me it's Budget Sunday. Oh, no, yes. Oh, Snooker Jen. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is Budget Sunday. Um, and let me just start out by saying that if you're a guest here, um, we welcome you. Mm -hmm. We want you to be here. Uh, this discussion... You are just an observer, okay? This is a family discussion where we're going to be spending our resources in the next year, and you get to watch, you get to be the fly on the wall while we talk about what we plan to do in this home, this family, this church community in 2019. Now, let's just relate a little bit of why we believe this is important, why even we should have a a focus or an understanding of bringing the congregation up to date on, on the budget. Because the vision makes sense, right? Most of us right. are like, yeah, we can do the vision. Why the budget? What are some of the things that you think, think okay. of Okay, so um, the budget, of course, is how you're going to spend money in your, in your family, right? right. Uh, sometimes when a family sits around a table, it's making a decision between, well, do we fix the transmission on the car or do we get to go on that summer vacation? Sometimes those are difficult decisions to make or disappointing decisions. Right. Um, but where we spend our money and our, and our time tells a lot about who we are as God's people. So I think it also communicates this idea of, uh, of transparency. Yes. If an, you know where the organization is spending its money, you know about them, you know who they are. Mm -hmm. And then stewardship is a huge thing throughout Scripture, so that's obviously something that we want to 
show and embody in this, or, uh, in this body of believers here as well. Sure. And so. then everybody wants to know what's happening uh, with the money that I'm putting into uh, this church family every, every Sunday. All right, so I, I think everyone might want to know, but I don't think everyone wants to really cares about all the line item stuff. So right. can you give me a backdrop of the 2019 status? And okay. I'll just say for the sake of everyone, as quickly as possible, right? Okay. All right, let's, let's see if you all can right. do this. Okay, so um, the past uh, two or three years have not been bad years, but they haven't been very optimistic years either. We have overspent our budget just a little bit for the last three years. So we went into 2018 um, a little pessimistic, all right? So mm -hmm. the original 2018 budget was $683,000. Um, by the time uh, the end of the year approached, we had revised that upward to $730,000 because your contributions were exceeding our expectations. We actually closed out 2018 uh, having the total contributions of uh, $748,000. Okay, that's pretty good. I just you got to mention that for a second. When the budget is, that's almost fifty thousand difference yeah, in that in, yeah. in the positive. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, to so us, I, am that, I getting paid more for that? Uh, that just, I, I got to throw it in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Totally kidding. Well, I'm glad you're kidding, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Take us in 2019, Keith, before I get myself in trouble. Okay, so this is uh, uh, the 2019 budget, and this is the parts of it that aren't really changing much, okay? What happened in 2018, these things are uh, going to stay about the same in uh, 2019. If you are a detailed person, we have copies of the detailed budget, on the podium right outside the door when we're exiting and you can look over that um, and uh, and you know and you can reach out and talk to people about what you're seeing or if any questions you have but uh, for three quarters of the budget there's really not any change this year from last year okay um, so tell me about that blank piece of the pie did someone get hungry uh, yeah okay so there are two things that go in that piece of the pie and that is our facilities okay. and, our, um, and our local or uh, local ministries, okay? So the orange hunk is what we're going to be doing in the building. And then the yellow hunk is what we're doing with outreach locally. Okay. So, so with this, you're, you're focusing a little bit... Uh, the, the, you're, you're wanting to highlight the, the facilities and a little bit of the outreach. Tell, right. tell me a, bit, a little bit why on the facilities. Okay, so when we uh, moved into this building over a quarter century ago. Well, that makes uh, it sound old, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's an old building. Um, and, and over the years, uh, things have started getting old and wearing out. And uh, this past year, we had a $50,000 scare when the elevator stopped working. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that. And the controller for that 
is a quarter century old, and they said, hey, you can't get parts for that. Uh, you'll have to replace the whole thing. That's $50,000. Well, we didn't have $50,000 budgeted to replace an elevator controller. But it was a call to action. The eldership said, okay, uh, we will have to start uh, treating our aging building with a little more respect. So we have set up a sinking fund, and $50,000 will be going into that sinking fund, or that, uh, in kitchen table terms, that is the cookie jar. Okay. Okay. Uh, the sinking cookie fund jar. Doesn't, yeah, sound like, yeah. that doesn't sound promising. I'm like, right. is sinking here? All right. So okay. the cookie jar, we have a $50,000 cookie jar uh, set aside every year for uh, doing things around the building that are going to need to be done. And if we don't have elevators that break or roofs that leak, then the cookie jar will just get bigger uh, until we reach 200000 But at least we'll have money in there to be able to respond when things go uh, go haywire in uh, a building that is well used, but getting some getting some miles on it. So, in other words, there's an aspect in which taking care of the building is going to take some work. Yes, it now, sure is. I'm going to be honest. That reminds me of uh, Philemon's house. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You remember Philemon, right? Yes, I do. So Paul wrote a letter to uh, Philemon. It's a really short letter. It's probably one that you could read really quick, and it's pre pretty fascinating. But he wrote a letter to Philemon, and he, church met in his home there. And here's how, here's how it starts off. It says this, this letter is from Paul, a prisoner for preaching the good news about Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. I'm writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker and the sister Aphia and a fellow soldier, Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. And uh, his house needed some work. Mm -hmm. Now, not necessarily physically like we're talking about here with an aging building. Uh, he may have had a uh, leaky roof or something like that, but Paul is writing to him about the spiritual work that needs to happen in his house. Yeah. So the spiritual work is, uh, a little bit of background, a runaway slave by the name of Onesimus, used to be Philemon's slave. He runs away, gets away, we don't fully know why, but he finds Paul. When he finds Paul, he becomes a Christian. Paul uses Onesimus and loves Onesimus, but he realizes the best thing to happen is to send Onesimus back to his previous owner, who is also a Christian. But as you can imagine, that's going to be a pretty sticky situation. And so Paul writes a letter to go with Philemon that is meant to be read at the church service um, there in this house of Philemon. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an interesting little letter. But what Paul is saying is he's saying that Philemon and the rest of the household should have, should have a welcome home. Do the work that needs to happen to have a welcome home mm -hmm. for even a runaway slave like Onesimus. And so maybe as a church family, uh, we, we ought to consider ways, not just with this, uh, this part, piece of our budget in a, in a, you know, for the building, but maybe other ways, physically and spiritually, so that we can be a welcome home for any follower of Jesus, of what that might look right, like. Right, right. You know that I got to take my granddaughter... Uh, Halloween trick-or-treating this year. Oh, yeah? And it was a lot of fun. Uh, she was dressed up as a little princess, and she had her little Halloween thing. And this was the first year that she was old enough to, you know, get into the uh, getting uh, candy for Halloween. And it was remarkable how quickly she became quite sophisticated as to which houses were the good houses to go to and which houses were not the good houses to go to. Uh, the things that made yeah. it a good house, according to Cora, my granddaughter, 
Well, they need to have the lights on. That would help. Uh, they need to have a sidewalk, you know, a clear, clear path up to the front <laughs> of the house. And you know it's going to be good if there's a kid standing at the door with a bowl of candy. Yeah, or someone there ready to welcome. Yeah. So maybe the thought is, how can, how can we turn the porch light on right. you know, for people in our community? What, right. do, what does that look like? What do okay, things? so uh, we actually have a lot of examples of things that are already happening okay. around uh, the building now. Um, I don't know how many of you uh, got coffee or uh, I think it was jet fuel this morning yes, from the, uh, the Welcome Center. Uh, and maybe you noticed that there were some baked goods on the top of the counter there. Right. Um, did you know that Nancy Barron just saw a need and has been bringing some kind of baked good every week? I did not know who to, who to uh, yeah. thank for yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so that's an example yeah. of making a house into a home. Uh, we also had some donuts spontaneously show up this morning. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. Um, so what I'm hearing is food is a good welcoming uh, device, right? Always, always. Always good. Okay. Yeah. We've also had some uh, guests that have said, man, I must have gone by this building three times before I figured out that it was the church. Yeah. Um, so some signage that said church on our north or south parking lot uh, would be a good thing to do. I think so. Yeah. And then maybe, uh, maybe some general uh, cleaning up and taking care of the place because, absolutely. you yeah. know, if you have guests coming over to your home, you usually want a little bit of time, a little bit of warning to pick up. Well, what if we started looking at our place and saying, hey, we're going to have guests every meeting. Mm -hmm. What would it look like to pick up a few areas? I don't know, maybe we could adopt some, uh, a few areas, adopt a flower bed, adopt a hallway, adopt a classroom and say, I'm going to take this on. This is mine. Uh, that's just an idea. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Absolutely. Um, actually, um, uh, Gary Counts has already been doing some of the displays, especially at the that's, north end, yeah, you know, right. seasonal displays. And uh, he's a good role model for us. Of, you know, these are not profound things, but little things make all the difference uh, when you're inviting a guest uh, to visit with you. So when we're thinking about inviting guests, I mean, maybe, maybe a place to look at is what would it look like to not just invite the neighbors that we live near, which is great, but what about our neighborhood, like this church building neighborhood? Yeah. Let's even consider maybe within a mile, you know, what would that look like? Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things that the eldership talked about is that we have a fantastic ministry, ministries, but generally they're ministries abroad. Okay. And now we have decided that part of welcoming home needs to be a focus on possibilities within one geographic mile of the building. And we are coincidentally calling that One Mile Ministries. Good name. Uh, we have rearranged our budget to uh, gather all of the line items that are associated with that into one place in our budget. Uh, we have a line item for women's ministries. Uh, we have a line item for uh, one mile ministries. We don't know what that means yet. We're hoping that you will help us define that. Uh, we have the Iglesia. Uh, we have outreach all together. We're hoping that that part of our budget is going to grow over the next several years. Okay, so uh, on the screen behind me is just a Google map of our church building. And what we're looking at 
is the building, that's where the star is, and then some of the things that are within one mile of this building. So I'd just like to spend uh, a minute talking about some of the possibilities that we have. If you look to our west, within uh, running distance, sprinting distance, maybe a strong pitcher could throw a rock into some of the uh, apartments that are so close to this building. Mm -hmm. Maybe some, some of you have uh, had close calls uh, running over Chinese pilots that are walking on the street <laughs> to our building. Wouldn't Please it be don't great? Run yeah. yeah Wouldn't it be great if we could help get at least a footpath so that people could get from those apartments to our building without having, uh, you know, transportation? So, how many apartment complexes did you say there are? Right eight. There? There's there eight different. Eight. Eight. Man. Eight apartment complexes within one mile of this building. Uh, that's about 2,000 people. Man. And a lot of them would be receptive to some kind of church home. We would, we would like our, our building and the, the family who lives here to be uh, the place that they want to go. All right, so if we go on around, uh, there's the Master Key Ministries. That's about 900 feet away. We've already done some work with them in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, they uh, distribute food to people in need. Um, great ministry, but they do not have just really great uh, access for uh, vehicles going back and forth. So we've worked with them once or twice, uh, giving them the use of our excellent parking lots to kind of uh, help organize their distribution. Um, Herman Baker Park is just to the south of us. Uh, I was talking with Sean Tiedman, and he was telling me about two guys in Sherman that have been putting in trails all over the city, and it really sounds like that Herman Baker Park might be the nucleus of those trails, and if you go on Google Map and zero in, you can see where there's a branch of the trail that comes up really close to the south end of our building. Wouldn't it be neat if we had an extension of that trail that led right to our south door so that we could invite people that are inclined in that direction uh, to come and visit with us. And then the last thing that I think we all need to be thinking about is that uh, just over a mile to our south, the new Sherman High School building uh, complex is already under construction. That's gonna be opening up in the fall of 2020 and there's going to be about 1,500 high schoolers there. Yeah. You know, that's an incredible opportunity. And either we're going to be ready for it or we're not. It's 20 months away. What can we be doing so that we are an attractive home, spiritual home, mm -hmm. for all those kids when they arrive at that new building? So I guess that leads in a little bit of action of what we're requesting from the, the congregation with all of these different things you highlighted, um, really, there's a lot of it that's up in the air still. Like, what are we going to do with, with this? How, how's it going to work? And we realize that uh, a lot of the best ideas don't just come from some elders meeting. They come Absolutely from not. bringing it to the congregation and saying, hey, what do you think? Right. And, and so I guess take off yeah, with that. Yeah, okay. So I'd like everyone to pick up their bulletin and look on the back page. If there is something that you say, hey, you know, this would be a great idea 
and I would like to participate, whether it's a specific action or you just like to be part of a group of people that kick around ideas. All right, you see all the elders are listed at the top and all their phone numbers and their email addresses are there. We also have it for the, um, the ministers. And if all else fails, right at the very bottom of the page, you can get a hold of Myra by uh, sending an email to office at Western Heights. Okay, so we talked about putting a, a suggestion box out in the lobby. We decided it would be better. You pick a name here and you text or call or send an email mm -hmm. to that person saying, hey, let's talk. I'm interested in doing um, whatever. And, and it doesn't even have to be just the people on that back page. You know, um, right. Aaron Wilson and Sean Tiemann would be happy to talk to you about the Welcome Center. Um, we have some sign-up sheets out in the lobby still. If uh, you or your family would like to be an usher or to greet people as they come into the building, those are really important jobs. And all of us can commit to doing something like that for, you know, uh, three months out of the year. And, that, and that's kind of the whole point. We want everyone to take ownership in the home. We want everyone to, uh, to help being a welcoming place because it's going to take all of us. It really just takes one person being a jerk to turn someone else away. Don't be the jerk. All right, I'm not pointing any fingers. That's just the way of saying it, all right? But here's the thing. Every one of us can get involved. And, and, and we're not just saying, oh, I think the church should go and do this and send an email on that. We'll welcome those ideas. More so, I think I would love to be involved with this. Who can come with me? That right there is a fantastic uh, way to start that conversation that every one of us would be like, all right, let's dive in. Right. So... So for some of the more complicated, longer-ranging uh, projects, we're going to be having a kickoff meeting where everybody who is interested can come mm -hmm. and talk about it in just a couple of weeks. And the way you'll get invited to that is to send a text message or an email or a phone call to one of these names on the back sheet of your uh, handout. All right. You know, thinking through this, it actually... I'm going to go to another scripture, home mm -hmm. in scripture. I think it reminds me of Priscilla and Aquila's house. Uh huh. You, we see multiple times in scripture that Priscilla and Aquila had the church meeting at their home. You know, the story of them, they actually had multiple homes. They kind of, yeah. I mean, different times. They went to different places. But they always had a welcome home for the church family. But what I find so cool about Priscilla and Aquila is they didn't expect or just wait for people to come to their home. They mm -hmm. went to the people. And one of the classic stories on this is whenever they see Apollos. Apollos is teaching and he's preaching and he's doing it with such great authority, but he's not fully teaching correctly. And so Priscilla and Aquila come to him. In fact, this is Acts 18, 26. says, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. That's Apollos. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. In other words, they took an opportunity of what they saw around that was already happening, was already good, and said, let's make this more godly. Let's get it more God-centered of what God desires, and then released him to continue doing a very productive ministry. Yeah. And so the same kind of idea for us, I mean, we need to realize that this, this place, it's more than just a building. It's not just a place that we come 
um, you know, a few times a week to worship. It is a place of worship, but for some it's a refuge. For some it's a shelter. For others it's training ground. It's a place of growing. Mm-hmm. It's a place of relationships. Here's the thing. This place should be a welcome home. But it takes work. And we're asking everyone to get involved. To make this place, to make this people, because it's not just about this building, it's about the people in this building. That's what makes a welcome home. Your home doesn't have to be perfect and immaculate to be a welcome home. It could simply have the right people there that are welcoming others. That's what we're asking. It's to have the right people here that we are constantly working on being a welcome home for anyone, whether they be Chinese students, whether they be new community members that are coming you know, across the street or anything like that, or whether they be high schoolers, um, or even our current relationship with Sori or SNS school that's not very far over there, whatever mm-hmm. it is, how can we be a place that says you are welcome here? So I want to leave you with this thought. Everyone ha- needs to have a job. If we're going to do it right, any household functions, everyone needs to have a job. If you don't know your job, this is a great opportunity to say, hey, I would like to get involved. Maybe I need some help showing me how. Send an email, send a text to one of the elders, ministers, start moving in that direction. But here's the cool part. Every person is gifted. Christ has gifted every one of us with unique abilities to be a part of this body that he calls a home that we see that is his body that he calls the church. So this morning, if you want to get involved, but you may maybe not sure how, or if you want to be more in, in line with what Christ desires, we'd love to talk to you more about that. Or if you simply have a concern or have a prayer that you want the whole congregation to know, then we're going to use this time as an invitation that if you have any need, the elders and ministers will surround the auditorium, come find one of us, Would you let it be known as as we stand and as we sing?